and welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin, where we will be discussing part one, um, so to speak, um, some of Fires of Heaven, the book, the fifth book of Wheel of Time. We are your host, John. And Johnny. And we have reached um, one of my... Yeah, for a long time, it was one of my two favorite books in the series. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'd say it still is, though a couple of the later books, Mm -hmm. some of the the last few books. So like seven, eight, nine. Oh, yeah. No, gosh, I I forgot about all of those guys. Shoot. That's later in the series. Um, but it, it really is between this and the next one, book six, um, with book six kind of shaving a little ahead. But I remember with this one very clearly, because um, I read this, uh, the uh, books one through 12 when I was in high school. And I remember stopping at my locker in between classes just to get a a quick (laughs) fix (laughs) um and i i kind of looked up from the book um and i said or i I thought to myself oh man i have to remind myself that this is the real world around me and not the inside the book because it had just become the world do do you remember like roughly what or were like it was, I think it was during um, the Kyrian battle, oh. um, maybe shortly before mm. that, okay. but I, I think it was the Kyrian battle. Yeah, I could I could see that, I and mean, we'll get to that later, because we are going to do this roughly chronologically, but mm-hmm. I could see that with how he described, being pretty engrossed with how he describes Rand, Avienda, and Gwen, kind of like, they're kind of channeling before yeah, the that, battle. That, like, that, that kind of whole, like, image. And, that, that, yeah, it is a good image. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, you have a large-scale battle with um, both male, male and female channelers doing stuff. Yes. And we'd never, we've never seen that before in the series. Yes, correct. Because there really aren't haven't well, before we get there, there really aren't a lot of like or haven't been a lot of large scale battle. I, well, yeah, you I guess have Falm technically. Falm, you have Falm, yeah. and then but and then, you know Rand was doing one specific thing, and the only channeling that was really being done other than that was Demani, was was from the Demani and the Soldam. And then and then you have the two rivers, but that's. A different, there's only, but I mean, there, there are only there's a no, couple of Aya Sedai in that entire battle. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is this is a a uh, a first, um, yes. but not a last. <laughs> As we'll find out. If the, uh, see, I just I almost wanted to open with talking about Camelin, but <laughs> but <laughs> no, we'll, we will we'll wait because no, save, that. I, I, save I, I, that. Yeah, and I do need to um, just as Robert Jordan did I. We'll save it. And I, I do need to kind of brush up on that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. So so that pretty much, uh, I think that illuminates what I think of the book. What did you think of the book? I really liked it overall. I, uh, not entirely sure if it's like, if I like this or Shadow Rising more. Okay. Um, my gut is that 
the Camelon section at the end might edge this one out just because it's like the best scene in the whole series so mm-hmm. far. But like, but <laughs> well, I don't know. If, I, don't I don't know if that'll stand. It, it's, I I get the sense that it probably won't. But <laughs> um, I, I I think there's a lot of a lot of good character stuff in here. Um, I like a lot of the kind of Rand really starting to politic. Um, more, well, obviously more towards the end because most mm-hmm. of his, most of the book is a chase scene with <laughs> a really long, like, chase scene of him and his army trying to cut to cool it in. But a lot of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. A lot of good Elaine and Nynaeve character stuff. Yes. Um, Except for the circus. Well, it happened during the circus, but the circus existed. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes and no. Yeah. It's a little during the circus because they were with the circus for some time. Um, Rand politicking does get into one of the things that I noticed um, in the beginning, uh, at least in the beginning, and I'm sure it's throughout the book, which is that we have thought of, okay, what part is kind of the the – the overall soul of the dragon kind of playing oh, uh, with yeah. Rand, and we have had the most explicit signs so far that he makes. Like he did it once in Sh- uh, in Shadow Rising, I think, in, in, at the Stone. But I'm talking about things that sayings that he might say, or things that he knows that do not come from him. They cannot come from him. And no one knows what he's talking about. Similar to what has been happening more regularly with Matt and the old tongue and some of the things he says. Yeah, yeah. And and, and all of his, not all of, but a lot of his strategic knowledge that is not Oh, Matt's? Yeah. that, 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 That is, yeah, he has good battle instincts, but like, or good like strategic instincts of how people might think. But like, he doesn't have any, not Matt, Cawthon does not have any knowledge of history, like hundreds of years of like battle history and like tact specific tactics. Right and- now, that, that that's a little bit of a detour, but that's I just had a thought of is obviously the memories aren't him of Matt. Matt. Yes. yes, obviously the memories aren't his, but is the strategy his? That's uh, a very good It's interesting <laughs> because if you Well there's 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 the logistical problem oh. of like it's all of these memories inside a brain that has only amassed nineteen twenty years. Yes. So it the I think the the justification is that it fills in the holes uh, of his memory that was left by it, the dagger yes. and stuff. Or or whatever it was. But that's only a, like a dozen yeah, years I, at most of holes, and it's I, like a bunch if of. You're, although, it, although he also, I would say he, he, it's not like he has like control over the memories. Sometimes they no. just kind of like come and go. Like, so I would, I would, to answer your question, I would with Matt, I would say yes that the strategy does come from him. I think so too. J- j- just because of like, like while yeah, it's like. It's not like he's like. It's not like it's the Avatar or the 
Well, uh, well, uh, I guess it kind of is, I guess, in a way. Like, the dragon or avatar. It, yes and no. Yeah, yes and no. It's not I, one, it's not like a, a something, someone being reborn. It's a bunch of memories he, patched yes. in. So, uh, I would say he's synthesizing enough of it himself that he's the one that's, like, that he's the one that's enacting the plan. I think so, too. I, I'm thinking I particularly of one scene where he um, makes some kind of note and a maiden is, like... Oh, have you, are you a great battle oh. commander? And what he thinks isn't, whoa, where did that come from? Like, he's just, he's just thinks like, I don't know, it's no big deal, I think. Yes, and, and I, I think this, this, this isn't, and we'll t- might talk about this later, but this scene where he's drawing up, and this is one of the only scenes, not only, but a, a rare instance where Lan is conversant, mm-hmm. where Matt kind of has mapped out this whole strategy and, like, this, and like Rand's tent and stuff, and, like, he's, because he's waiting for Rand, and he kind of points out all these things that they should be doing, and Lan comes in and just kind of starts asking him questions about the battle, mm-hmm. and Matt just kind of starts rattling off all these answers that are, like, exactly what all these generals are thinking, mm-hmm. or better, and Lan's like, Oh, and, and like, and then, and Matt doesn't even think about like, like, oh, what's happening? He's just kind of like going with like saying all these battle plans to land and stuff. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Um, and that's 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 a cool back and forth to see. Yes, I like that. And I, I'm sure lands a part of land really enjoys oh, having I, oh, having yes. someone who it's knows what they're talking about and can just yes, can just uh, have rapport like yes. that. So let's uh, let's talk about um, a few of the main threads that are happening in these first I, fifteen chapters. So I do want to talk about the um, prologue specifically. Okay, we can just we can just yeah. do the prologue because there are a few um, kind of off kilter scenes. Yes, uh, the main one I want to talk about is just the intro with Elida as the Amarillin. Mm-hmm. And I really like. So obviously, in the last book, Elida usurps. Well, or. Er, Usurps is a debatable word depending on who, which I said I you ask, but she, Elida, takes power and is effectively the Amaryllin seat sitting in Tarvalin. Mm-hmm. And, and so kind of as at the end of book four, we're like, oh, she's really strong. She's got this like, she's got like half the tower behind her or however much of the tower behind her and blah, blah, mm-hmm. But like, what I loved about this, that, it's an intro. The intro is a meeting of her and kind of her. I'm saying generals because, like, I can't think of it. her council is a better word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't all necessarily like trust or like they don't all either like trust or like agree with like how she's doing things. Particularly, and, and I would add in respect. Yes, that that's what I was look, the big thing I was looking for because. <laughs> As I don't think she's allied as a particularly gifted leader. No. Um, <laughs> but she does recognize the um, precarious position of being among supporters that particularly think of her, think of themselves as. Um, of of her being dependent on them, of of yes. them being principally responsible, and of her kind of being yes. their propped up person, and oh. she at least recognizes mm-hmm. that she needs to reverse yep. that, which mm-hmm. leads to because she they uh, have all of the um, 
kind of have that discussion and then she doesn't speak much but then they get up to leave and she says I, I don't remember telling any of you you could leave yes I mean, the king a uh, king who must tell the room he's king is no king it's <laughs> a similar but. yes but she, yeah, to be fair she hadn't um had like established had a oh, no, chance yes. to establish it so she's yes. establishing that now in a decent decent way yes it's, it's um, yeah very different than and then also to be fair to her she lays out a vision yes and it's it's a vision that um con- not convenient but it it's wisely um, particularly counter to Swain. Yes. Who was like, mm. oh, you've gone behind the backs of everyone to do what you will with the Dragon Reborn. And mm. Elida's like, this is what we should do with the Dragon Reborn. We should face it. Um, and he is essential to the last battle and he needs to be controlled and contained. Yep, that, yes. No, I, I like that. And... But yes, I, I I just I do like that this general theme of her power is not as secure as we are init- as we initially think when she kind of uh, comes in and takes Swain and Leanne. yes yes which is important for us to realize because it really never is I that's kind of the sense that I get <laughs> oh not I don't mean about Elida I mean for anybody who takes power in that fashion because oh, oh the, yes yes the environment in which you take that power is is unstable mm-hmm. so the first little bits of that are crucial uh, yeah so and uh, kind of a real world parallel of that is like the the biggest we'll say positive well at least from being American, this is like what we would, I would kind of say, like from our, like for us, would be like George Washington choosing to step yeah, down in power. That's a good one. And kind of be, and saying like, all right, like I've done my best, but like my turn is over. And like, like if, if, if I don't, like I have to like promote this peaceful transfer of power, like, like, and show that the presidency is not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that. Um, and, uh, set a tradition. It wasn't in law or anything, but right. set the tradition of two terms. Yes. Um, to say that, like, to prevent people to say, "Oh yeah, I'll I'll transfer power peacefully," but you know, what? What? I'll just do it after this third term or this fourth. Yes. Yeah, so then it's yeah, and then you have it. Then basically, well, it, it extrapolates into Star Wars minor, well, minor or major Star Wars spoilers. <laughs> you have an Emperor Palpatine situation where, like, oh well, I'm going to give myself emergency powers. I'm going to give myself small emergency powers every day mm-hmm. for ten years until like there's until you are the Senate. And as it, <laughs> as it turns out, you. You can't have emergencies perpetually for ten years. Funnily enough, yes, um, <laughs> and and as I said before, that that points so hard to Rome as a oh as, as a, yes as a mm. uh, as an influence on that. Yes. But we won't go into Star Wars. Too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you have so anything more you wanted to say about Elida? Yeah, I'm good on Elida. That was good. Okay, um, I think that. Because I, th- this is a, a larger th- thing throughout the series, which we've seen a lot of now, but 
the attitude not just of Elida, mm-hmm. but of Moraine and mm-hmm. Swain and just of, of women in general is this curious intersection between, oh, what did I say, um, um, fear mm-hmm. and um, motherly instinct. You were just saying in general. In general. Yeah, okay. This thought of, uh, to whatever extent um, a particular woman chooses to express this, they're ba- they're almost all like, Rand needs to be guided yes. and control, and they, res- and they say that yep. because they really do believe it, that they know best, but also because they're afraid of a man that is not guided. Yes. And that's a deep cultural mm-hmm. implant. And that's... Throughout generations. That, that, yeah, yes, that's a good point, because that's everyone from Elida to Moraine, obvi- and Swain, obviously, to, you know, like, Nynaeve is the other side of that Not, that I was yeah, thinking Yeah, Nynaeve of, because like, of their history, yeah. and Egwene, and Egwene, yes. and Egwene does do that as well. You know, the people that don't oh, are, his, yes. are his women. Oh, yes. Are, are right. Elaine, Min, Avienda. I know what's funny about... Uh, okay, they don't do that, and but, and he responds to that. He responds very positively yes. to that. That's why they're important to them. They humanize yes. him. Yes, and what, what's interesting about Avienda is that she was given the job of the wise ones of... not. I mean, she didn't, she, her job was not to, like, manipulate him specifically, but, like, she was basically spying on him for them. But, like, yeah, but she but it was, never wanted to. Yes, That's yes. important. Yes, it was not her decision. It mm-hmm. was theirs. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't trust them, but, like, he also knows that, like, like she, it's, it's, it's a re- this reluctant thing that, like, she's, like, doing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, what else about the prologue? Uh, there's a Forsaken meeting. I'm oh, there's the Forsaken meeting. Which one is this? Meeting. I need to actually remind myself. What did you, I, what did you call uh, it? Like some kind of bad guy council or, or I bad think, guy potluck? I, <laughs> I think you or someone else had referred to it before. Them, well, them meaning any Forsaken meeting is the Forsaken social. You, social. You, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's what like, I think you I think I heard. That, that, I, that's my favorite. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite thing, I think. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if you would want to uh, put out anything particular of note. Um, I think we have, uh, they're all named, right? We oh, have, yes. We have it's, Ravine, it's Ravine, we have Samael, uh, Grendel. And, um, oh, it's in the throne room and came one, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, um, uh, Mugedian's not with them. Not Mugedian. Um, Landfear. Is it Lanfear? Yes. Okay, it's Lanfear. Oh yes, um, and they. I think they discuss. They certainly discuss Asmodian because that's a um, specific development that yes. has that has occurred. A significant development that has occurred. Yes, and they also. I mean, I think they're basically plotting for like what to. Yeah, they talk about Asmodian and kind of what to do with Rand. I think. Well, they, mm-hmm. they in general strokes because basically they're setting, they're trying to set a trap for him, mm-hmm. which obviously doesn't really come to fruition, mm-hmm. <laughs> but or at least this particular this particular one. And in this, like every other forsaken social, shows that we're not, and and this becomes clear with every more passing forsaken social. Yep, is that we're not dealing with 
13 generic bad clones. No. I mean, some of them may come off that way, like the two Forsaken in Eye of the World. And then, and then, don't have much to and them. Then Bilal really has... Bilal is like not a lot, but yeah, we like, know that um, Grendel is really... She likes her toys. She pets. likes her pets, so yeah, she's really decadent in that way. Um, <laughs> Mogedian is careful. Uh, Lanfear is... It's, Lancer's a know. lot. She's, she's cray she's cray. Lot. She's, she's cray cray, and she's especially she's, ambitious. She's the she's to our knowledge the most ambitious because she's the only one that we know of that wants to like truly overthrow the dark one. Yeah, I don't think anyone else <laughs> like, really. And and she's and even she, yeah, she's not she's she's not right in the head yeah, for thinking that everyone else is a little more sane for just okay if I can just kind of be yes. the most important peon in the new world yeah, that's, order that's going to be good enough for me yes um and samael we definitely get a sense of um fear well not fear but like um envy like he, yes. he's entirely um consumed with envy for uh loose there yeah loose there yeah for loose there yeah yeah so th- that is why these scenes are so effective, I think. Because yes, you, you, yeah, I mean, and, and they're fun too. Yes, they're fun, and yeah, like you, said, you, you see the individual, or you either see the individual motivations of the Forsaken in the scene, or you, or like if it's their point of view, or like you see the ma- the like machinations of uh-huh. the other of kind of like the various Forsaken as they're trying to like outmaneuver each and other, and particularly as the men and women interact with as the men interact with each other and the women interact with each other because of the two halves of the true source. Oh, yes. And mm-hmm. you have situations where um, uh, there's there, there are two men and two women in this scene and there's uh, one of the men uh, I think it's Samael um, embraces Saeedin and Ravin um, like puts a hand on his arm and neither of the oh, women neither yes, of those the that, women could, I remember that. could sense that he yeah. embraced Saeedin but one. they saw yeah. by the hand motion like oh something just happened between them yeah and that's interesting too yes yeah Ravin's great Ravin um, is, is we'll, we'll get there later well actually no we'll get to some of that here I, I I do love because um, he's not like he's he doesn't like hate lose Theron or is super ambitious or whatever. But he's just so he's incredibly he's imposing and he's really competent. Oh, he's yes. really competent. And I like that oh, in a yes. bad guy. Yes, the, yeah. Because a lot of the like even some of the lesser Forsaken in the villains in this series so far, but the, in particular, but. Bilal being the main one, and I, I'm only picking on him because, like, he had one. He's he's in one scene in which, like, he serves to lose to Rand in a duel, or not, draw, not, or he, not, or he, yeah, yeah or, he drew Rand. He drew, yeah, right, well, he doesn't beat Rand, and then like Moraine just bailfires him <laughs> out of existence. So like, he, I, I use, <laughs> and again, that's a cool scene. But it like, is a cool scene, and to be fair to Bilal, um, other than you know Ishmael who. F- Followed right wow. wherever he went. Yeah, that's a... He had the thought of like, okay, this is a crucial moment in fulfilling prophecy as getting Kalendor. I'm gonna wait here yes. and like try and head this off at the pass. That's yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, I think in 
In general, yeah, no, but yes, I do like Ravine's competency. I mean, I we haven't seen a whole lot of Samael, but I'm not getting the same sense of competency from Samael in general. Uh, he he also seems generally less sure of himself and his position than Ravine. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like I also again haven't seen a whole lot of him compared to like like he's he's been mentioned like a lot since book three. But, like, we haven't really seen, like, him do a lot of things yet. But, obviously, mm-hmm. that's definitely to come. <laughs> yes. Um, anything else about the prologue? Yeah, I'm good on the prologue. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, one major, which we're obviously only going to get started on, one major uh, plot thread is that uh, the ripples of Rand's revelation have spread throughout the Aiel Waste, yes. um, driving many Aiel to... Um, what is called the bleakness, just the hopelessness of this revelation mm-hmm. and what it means for their culture. The, Some of them are going to join the Tinkers because that was that they consider that their rightful place. Yes. Um, some of them are just running off, just running off. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe some to do what male channelers do, which is go up to the blind. Oh, and like yeah, um, which is which I, we've already discussed is a great yes. a great cultural thing. Yes, um, and some of them are uh, going to the Shido, which represents mm-hmm. everything that Rand. Yeah, is everything wow. not Rand? Like Rand destroyed us, so we're going to the only other leader that's not about Rand and about our destruction. Yes. And so the Shido's numbers are growing, and I really like that. I like that the Shido aren't just, like, made up of people who believe in Kool-Aidin for Kool-Aidin's sake. No, it's, it's, it's not just his ego. They're it's... looking for belonging. Yes, and, like, yes. No, I agree with that. And even though he is, you know, crazy, like... <laughs> he like, is. Well, they, a lot of them probably... Like you were just saying, a lot of them probably did go crazy finding out that, like with the revelation that their lifestyle or how they had been living is counter to like everything they were supposed to have been living for. Yeah. And, um, and, and Kuladin doesn't care. And he certainly doesn't care how he gets his numbers. Um, no. he is, he was all, he always had a predisposition to violence and violence and just throwing everything out the window and into chaos. Oh yes. He's just like, I don't like any of this. I don't like, um, how I get made fun of for not being a clan chief yeah. or whatever it was that he was that. And then he's just like, Oh, just screw it all. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Um, no, I, I do really like that as, and it kind of, it's, it's a good like pl- plot devices. It's a good plot line of like, you know, this is the Aiel, the Aiel's big, well, I guess the big coming out is kind of the stone, but like mm-hmm. they're, real like hey we're here is like you know Kuladin's going to invade Tyrion <laughs> yes so they're the presumably wa- to um because the Aiel war involved uh, King Lamont yes. um um chopping down the tr- um it's not Avendasor because Avendasor is in Ruidian. It's it was a sapling or, or yeah, it was a from Avendasor. Yeah, I forget it's, it has a longer name I, I couldn't say it yeah um but yeah, the, presumably he's stoking that anger because it's just like something that unites them all, and yeah. he's like, "Okay, we're yeah. just gonna go in there and wreck stuff." Yes, and Rand's like, "Okay, no, I'm going to go and stop him, and you and use this as like 
my beginning of oh. exerting my like using this um, this following yes. that I went to With the waste to get yes, and as... then start taking over the world. Which I also, <laughs> I mean, just I also love that whole part about Man's arc in this book is that he. Like, as we would look at it, at least, he, at the end of this book, is a true, like, world leader. Because, you know, like, most, well, actually, entirely by conquest. Because, <laughs> oh, well, the Aiel, well, I guess, isn't really... Not by uh, violence, yeah. but he just, yeah, the just Aiel, breaks them mentally. Yeah. And, he, and the, as they say, the Karakarn is not a king. Yes. Which is funny, that, which is funny because he, he's not... But like, but everyone, he's really the leader of a nation now. Yes, and well, he well he well or, he was the leader of Tyr. Yeah, but but he was leader of he was leader of Tyr because he, but not not in the same like but, way. And, and, and Tyr has an army, but it's it was mostly known as a fortification. It was mostly known for its defense. defense whereas yeah. the Aiel are uh, the Aiel. <laughs> yes, that's there's. I mean, yeah, there's a reason that like. Everything that's done to show who they are in this book has not everything, but like or everything Kuladin does in this book has to do with violence. So every single time they almost catch up to him, they run to a village that he had ransacked, and he's left some sort of trophy for to show Rand what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, like basically some sort of gruesome scene of like, oh, look at how I killed and tortured all these people, <laughs> and like you weren't and like because like that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Agreed. Um, one one other small thing because because that's b- pretty much as much as we were getting with Rand for this first part. Yes. Um, one other small thing is that um, and you you said something about uh, you liking the uh, lowercase t traveling more. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but because I God, yes. No, 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 no. Say say what you oh, think uh, first. Oh, because I I do because I think there's more interesting like conversations and stuff and character interactions that happen mm-hmm. so like it no longer fe- it, it no longer feels like all right i'm just waiting for them to reach like the next big this plot particular point. place yeah or, yeah particular place. you don't know where they're going well i mean you know they're full and cool it in but like it's not you don't have the it's it's like as they were like camelin you'll be more safe there and then tarvalin you'll be safe there yes and then the blight we need to go to do this particular thing you're going to kyrian and you know there's going to be violence but you don't really know what's going to happen after that is that yes. what you mean yes yes but yeah uh, yeah I'll, go ahead it's funny that you mentioned endpoints being unclear because um that's the thing that is so counterintuitive with capital T traveling, oh, which is yeah, what we're because yeah. we had the whole skimming thing with them going across the the black, black blackness way, and on, yeah. on the like little stone thing. Um, and now you can just go from one place. Well, not you, but Rand. Just Rand, really. You yeah, go I from think one Rand's place the, to the only, other. Yeah, Rand's the only non. No, Avienda does it in this book. Well, yeah, but not but, yet. Yes, well, oh yeah, not yet. Yes, correct. And she, and she. Well, yeah, she, oh, but Rand doesn't do it until the Rand doesn't do it until he m- does do it. He does, it? He does do it in, in this, in this book? Yeah. When does he do it in this book? Um, in the first fifteen, I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. I know. I, I, I was just curious, but okay, um, but it's it's okay if you don't have an answer to this. But what do you think is the philosophical significance of? needing to know your starting point 
more, at least more than your ending point. I would. It probably more about knowing who, no, knowing who you are as like a person when you're starting your journey, and kind of as a, and kind of being more focused on and grounded in that way than like being focused on well I have to reach there like the real world thing would be like alright well I have to I want to accomplish X I have to accomplish XYZ in my life as opposed to like alright well I kind of I definitely want these certain things but like I like I know that the way that I'm getting there is kind of unclear and like might not necessarily go the way I think are you saying that you need to put journey before destination? I am saying that you need to put journey before destination, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to bite my tongue off or something so I don't start plugging um, the a, a different other series about the person that finished this one. But, <laughs> uh, but yes, that, I don't know. Is that that's my read? What no, I, I com- no, I completely agree. Yeah. I think you need to know yourself and where you are. Um, before you can even hope to really accomplish yes. anything. Although it is kind of it is kind of weird, at least like in world that like maybe it is or isn't that like you don't that like you don't need to like. Do they ever say that? I mean, I think you need to know generally where. I, yeah, you got to know where generally where you're yeah, going. That's like what I, I was. You, you have to. I, yeah, you that's, just have but, to. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to this later, but. There's no way Avienda knew she was going to Shantran Land or whatever, wherever they were. Yeah, but she didn't mean to go anywhere in no, particular. No, that's, that's true. That's about as... All right, that's true. Honestly, the way that the map is set up, that's probably the absolute farthest she possibly could have gotten. Um, yeah, okay. So she went to the other side of the world. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Um, and so I think the other two main uh, things we have here um, are... Uh, Certainly nine, even Elaine. Yes, and a little bit of Swain. We do get Swain stuff at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and partic- and so we are starting to see. Okay, the worst has happened. They've been stilled. Yes, Swain and Leanne, and we see them kind of dealing with it. Leanne going back to her roots to try to become a sed- seductress. Yes, and Swain having these goals and what and. Like, I get navigating that, but they really seem to be doing pretty okay. Yeah, no. A little too okay. Yeah, oh, you mean, like, from having been still? From having been still. Do you think about how um, Loghain acted after being gentled? Yeah. And he's just, like, he has no, he's He's, just moping around. He's almost like a husk. He's like a a husk, a mobile vegetable. Yeah. And it's like there's there's no reason from all the crazy oh, oh no's that we got throughout the series to think that stilling would be any more bearable than gentling. So wait, wa- what, wait, really dumb question that the fandom will crucify me for. What's the difference between stilling? Stilling is women, gentling is men. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And gentling another. Euphemism that comes from the intersection of motherly oh, instinct the, and, and fear. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Um, 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think the only thing I would say that might come to that is that they keep saying, well, you have to anchor yourself in something else. Like, that's meaning, like, so, like, you said, she goes, Leanne goes back to her seductorist ways. Oh, Swain still kind of anchors herself in, I'm the Am- I'm still going to try to do all the same things I'd wanted to do as Amarillin, just without the one power. So I yeah, guess it's kind so, of, sort of. But, yeah, but I, I do think that is fair, though, that in general, they transition in comparison to, say, Loghain. Now, Loghain's a weird comparison because... Like he was on a warpath and manipulated and all that stuff, but like, so there's a lot of things that Logan probably that would cause him to act to like be more broken. But it's still, I do, I do agree. That yeah, it was, it was kind of implied to be like that. This is the effect of gentling. You can see it here firsthand. Yes. And yes, Swain is, I guess, is trying to anchor herself in that before she inevitably becomes anchored in Gareth Brine. Oh, I don't think I... Oh, wait, but... Not romantically? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, there's the the whole thing about... I guess... Because in this section, you have him, um, like... I have to know why she broke her vow. Oh, yeah, that's, yes. And she yeah. is, like, all, you know, up on her hackles about him, and she's like, dumb man, which you know is, like, code, <sighs> code for, let's code go, for, take me. <laughs> let's go, all right, wait, real quick, let's go over all the women that say roughly that same thing and then get with said uh, to, to a man and then get with said man. Nine even land. Fael and Perrin. Fael and Perrin. Uh, Rand and... Well, Rand and Avienda is the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, like, in this one. Yeah. Um, does Lane do it as much to him? But they, um, or is there not... I forget. Not the, as much. It's They're more playful and i don't just mean their adventures <laughs> the adventures of rand and elaine in the, the stone, stone. <laughs> but even when they first met she's like oh look a, 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 a farm, farm boy, boy. how yeah. interesting that's true yeah that's true um oh well yeah but if you think about the people that don't really do that like well, Gwen does that, but Gwen's more like everyone else is more dumb than I am. Like it's not just a two men specifically. It's well, I'm smarter than everybody else. Everybody <laughs> else, I'm smarter than I'm. I'm learning from the wise yes. ones, and yet I, yes. I'm going to do things because they're not they're not fast. They're not teaching me fast enough. Yes. Oh my goodness. So let, yeah, let's uh, let's get to the Wonder Girls then. All right. Well, the, the, well, real quick. This isn't at least I'm predicting not where this is going. But they're not teaching me fast enough. Sounds a little sounds a lot like I'm stronger than Obi Wan says I am. <laughs> like I he's he's holding me back. <laughs> you but, think Egwene <laughs> is having trouble in the waist because she doesn't like sand? Oh, I think she's. I think they're all having trouble. Well. Rand and Avienda were they went they went to go um well we can we're not we're, we're gonna Cavort. talk about it later we'll say Cavort. they I, went to I, I I need to come up with this a um a a clever or funny enough way to talk about that but we'll, <laughs> we'll get there when we get there we but, will uh, <laughs> we will um, um so Wonder Girls yeah. um 
particularly Nynaeve, because this could be Nynaeve's biggest book in terms of character development. What's, well, uh, I'm not going to say anything because I am currently reading Wood of Chaos, but I almost feel like I've gotten the most ninety pure. It could it could be in Lord of Chaos, but but she does get a lot in this book. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, it, it could yes. be, but um, yeah, she is dealing with like for the now that she is not finally not on a mission um, from <laughs> Swain Sanche, she's finally thinking like, oh, you know, I started this off to protect the. Um, Eamon's Fielders. The Eamon's Fielders, and then to f- get stronger in the power th- so that I could take revenge on Moraine. But wait, I almost forgot, I almost forgot about that whole plot line, <laughs> even though it's her drive, one of her driving. And now, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah. And that's one of the best spots to find a character in mm-hmm, because that allows for character growth yes and kind of self-reflection and like although night although Nynaeve um Nynaeve does everything she possibly can to resist said self-reflection <laughs> mm-hmm. yes she yeah but it's it's kind of creeping up on her oh, now yeah. and the experience, it, it kind of starts with the experience with the fork root, which we have now been introduced to the as fork a, root is, the fork root is the drug they were given to stop them from channeling. Yes. We have now been introduced to fork root. That's a thing now. And it is, what, it's a potent wait, weapon. That's when her and Elaine are like, they're drugged by the random like people they yeah, think are the yeah, that are, eyes are of some uh, yeah, of, of, of the yellow. Yeah. yeah. And they are following, um, Orders just from oh. the the tower. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, the I tower. wouldn't light up, but yeah, um, from the tower yeah, that they would think. And now there was this kind of whole thing following that about her Elaine saying, or, "Well, when she was talking to, to Egwene, um, Nynaeve was left out that like they actually did get captured. She's like they almost." Almost got captured, which oh, was a lie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she says, "Wow, that's." She does start to realize that's because that's because she, at a very young age, needed to start um, making herself look better Night- to the oh, people yes. around her yes. because she was obviously going to be underestimated yes. as a young wisdom, uh-huh. and that just dug his claw, dug its claws in her. Kind of. Question about that. Do they... Is it ever... Maybe I missed it. Explained how they, like, decide who the wisdom is? Maybe. In, the, in those, like, vill- in the villages that have them? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I forget, I forget because if... maybe... Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I, maybe maybe like she was some or... kind of... Uh, she is, has knowledge of herbs, and she's, yeah. like... Could have been maybe even an apprentice to somebody else, and she had to take the post prematurely, something like that. No, that would make... Yeah, it's not like a big thing. I was just kind of questioning, especially bringing up, like, yeah. Yeah, the the source of her doing that. And that leads into a huge scene with her and Egwene. This is one of my favorite chapters in, like... Well, one of my favorite chapters in this book that doesn't take place in... Camelin or near Kyrian. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, what uh, the, what can be learned in dreams? Yes, in fact, I, I actually wrote down in my notes like what can we learn in dreams is like 
might be one of the best chapters so far. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that's um, uh, not uncommon yes. among people is to think that because it is such a character-shifting mo- moment for where the dynamic between Nynaeve and Egwene mm-hmm. totally shifts. Because even in the real world, Nynaeve um, has age on Egwene. She has the history of experience, uh, experience over Egwene. Yes. And she's stronger in the power than yes. Egwene. Now, real, well, real quick, before I, I just want to refresh myself also they're in the world of dreams they're in the tower right yeah the world of dreams yeah and they're like looking for things and like Egwene's basically like like proving 90 wrong about all these things kind of well or, actually that, it's an, that, or it's an that is after the um what Egwene does that's after that um and they find out kind of together that um Elida's the Amarlin seat now yes that was yeah yeah which you know I found the dramatic irony in this series can get a little annoying with the with with the, oh. with the failure to communicate, but this yeah. didn't last no, all that th- long. This I liked a lot because yeah, this I liked a lot. Um, yeah, like that one, I, that particular thing I liked a lot as far as the dramatic irony stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I I could see that. Um, it it was only like a third of the book. It's really not not as big a deal as some other things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, this was, I think I really, really hated Egwene after this scene. Oh, um, because it seemed, um, it's not just that she just, just totally intimidated and browbeat and and and, and bullied Nynaeve and and kind of almost covering it up with like oh I just want you to understand yeah she does what is out there and the danger that's out there yeah I think it's about turning things over showing that she is this is the one place where she has she's the she has the advantage and then when she's done she laughs about it oh I forgot about that that's kind of yeah. Not not right when she's done, but I think when she exits the world of dreams, she's like, oh, that was so exhilarating. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, she, well, maybe she'll learn, maybe she'll start to skip, have consequences for, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, have you forgotten when, like, in, in the last book, when Amos owned you completely? Yes. In the world of dreams? <laughs> and how terrifying that was? Yep. Yeah, you just... It's it was just like passing it forward. Yep. It's, oh, oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. I yeah. I, I actually thought it, it was a good character moment for Egwene, but like not. It was. But like not. But like. But like not and 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 especially in that it causes ninety. Well, I would say it causes her to reflect, but first it causes her to go like, oh, Egwene's X Y Z. It was a, it was a necessary counterweight to ninety. Yes, character moment. Mm-hmm. But it, this this particular comes, uh, moment just happens to at the end at the end of it look really bad. Yes, on Egwene. Yes, because basically she's like rather that it's immature is the biggest. She, thing. She, it's, it's, it's immature. immature and it's clothed in growth. Close yes. and false, false growth. Well, I mean, partially real growth because she has she has grown in the knowledge and experience in the dream world. But, yes, but the kind of social emotional growth kind of 
weighs that down. <laughs> yeah, she's still ruled more than anything else by her by her own ambition. Yes, and she just has to know everything, and she has to know it right now. Which is, it's. It, I mean, that's that's good for a um, primary character motivation. Yes, it works. Um, but it it doesn't result in a well rounded character. Um, which yes. she does, which she isn't at this point, and doesn't have to be at this point. No, because th- th- this Cause is she isn't a, done growing yet, right? And, and she's not a real, especially in this book, she's not a real focal point in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they need her later so they can communicate with like the wise ones and stuff, but, um, but yeah, like her her character doesn't necessarily have to have a huge amount of growth in this book because her it's her her character is not central to kind of things that happen. In general, at least. Yes. Um, you have... Uh, that, that was it for me. Um, what do you have the, about this? For the, um, we have about ten minutes. So, the one thing I do want to... One thing I want to touch on is uh, how we kind of see Gabriel or... Oh, that scene... Well, I forget which one specifically, but basically, you, it's the. I think it's the one where I forget if it's her. I, I forget whose point of view this is. It is the. Is it Al- Al- Altema? Are, are you talking about Altema more gays and and liberal? Yes. Yeah, it's it's from Altema's point of view. Yes, because so yeah, that basically where basically you really start because. They're all meeting, right, to discuss things, and then like yeah. Gabriel basically tells Morgan to hey, go back to your room. I think yeah, you 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 are tired now, and she's yes. like yeah, I am, and Altima's like wait what? Yeah, so it's we're basically so when we encountered Gabriel before arriving before, and I also think that and or this slash like the prologue is when it's. Basically confirm that Robin is Gabriel when or that because that's the first time we hear Robin's name is in the prologue I think of this book or it might not be the first time his name is mentioned but, but it's, it's the, the first it's time the first time we see him we we see him on screen with the name of Robin attached to his yes. name and like the fact that they're in the Camel and mm-hmm. the palace in Camel and is like all right there's no other person that we can see that this guy could be. Um, because all of his other prior appearances were with Morgays and where as, as, as Gabriel, yeah, as where Gabriel. we still have some, um, linger, maybe some lingering doubts about, okay, is this yeah, really, like, uh, a, right. a, is, is this a forsaken first of all? And is it, is he, is he Ravine? And then we, yes. we learn that he is. Um, and, and yeah, basically through compulsion, he's making Morgays do whatever he feels like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like, yeah. So it's, I, I just really kind of like that. Mm-hmm. This, the kind of rise, that kind of rise in his power. Yeah. And, um, uh, our, our, um, and his imposingness. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Like, we are, like, just seeing the effect of his compulsion. Uh, yeah, he's in control. Um, <laughs> yeah. We see that with Mo- Mo- Mogedian as well. Um, yes. Against uh, Leandrin in this as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think that's, like, right. Yeah, we can talk about that next time. But Yeah. Because I do want to talk about that scene. 
Um, and then, because we didn't make it clear before, Altema was a, um, this was a relatively she's minor a war, detail. Yeah. She's a high lady of Tyr. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tyr, yeah, so not of Caitlyn, of, of, of Tyr. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, I do want to talk, well, I do want to touch on real quick. I like Rand's relationship with this Modian a lot, or at least the dynamic of the two of them a lot. It's a very different master student relationship than we're kind of, or like, than we're kind of used to. Um, and a lot of these Which stories, relationship? No, uh, sorry, Asmodian and Rand. Yeah. Yeah, because it's basically, Asmodian is in captivity teaching him things, which is, and this is not the first time, this is not the last time this will happen. <laughs> Most other mentors yeah. that I can think of, um, really have, they are, they have themselves together. They are a true like yes. amalgamation and just like they have matured into kind of this perfect teacher. They're, they're, they're the person at the end. I mean, to go back to a Joseph Campbell thing. Most mentors are kind of like, or at some point the hero and went through, they've come, they've in some degree completed the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what gives them the kind of like experience ah, and like, okay. Um, and I, know, I, I maybe as Modian has to some degree, but the, as as a villain, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, it's like yeah. I mean, m- maybe to some degree, but more specifically, the kind of reversal and like he's coerced into like teaching Rand. Now he yes. also now like, but he also is kind of slowly like you know he he clearly doesn't hate Rand. No, like like he's he, not some of the other Forsaken who have strong feelings right. about and, him. And he certainly doesn't necessarily like the other Forsaken either, especially now that he knows they'll probably kill him as soon as they figure out like what happened. And even his initial um, motivation, if he's to be believed, and I do believe him, is that like he wanted to be a great musician. Oh, I could see that. Yes, and it's like that's a particular. Um, sell your soul kind of feel where you where, sell your soul oh, for certain yes. skills. I Yes. Oh, for like say being a musician. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> are, are you thinking of, I'm thinking of quote right now. Oh, no, I, I hadn't been. Where he, he, well, he sells, clothes sells a lot of things, both literal, both literal objects and like figurative parts of himself, or literal parts of himself to like be a musician. Yeah. <laughs> Among lots of other things, but this is not a podcast about the King Kong Chronicle. <laughs> um, but. Isn't it a podcast about a little bit of everything? It is. It is. Well, we already did that. Yes, so. and, and at some point we'll do different various crossover episodes <laughs> at some um, point yeah at, at some, some at point s- at some point at some point we'll do doors of stone at, at, at some point I, mean, <laughs> I, I think you know I, I think at some point the doors of stone might even be released mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know and I, I'm not going to go on that because I'm I'm of team it should be out by now but you know I'm not going to bash Rothfuss for doing for it not mm-hmm. being out yeah um Again, and that's that in and of its that in and of itself is a podcast that we've probably I think we already talked about. Um, At least he's framed it as um, a, a, lot a of mental, mental health, health thing. Yes, whereas Martin, whereas Martin is, <laughs> is I don't want it. 
I saw a headline about Martin. I'm too busy. I saw. I want to write TV. Like I saw a headline from like about Martin from like a couple weeks ago saying like he wishes he were further along, or he wishes he had released Winds of Winter like a couple of years ago, and we're like, yeah, so do we. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Anyways, um, do you have anything else on this section? I don't. That was it for me. Yeah, I have nothing major. I have some stuff about Gareth Bryan, but it'd be it might be better to let's let's talk about him. We can talk about him later when we have more. Yeah, we will to certainly make. have more of him. Yeah. So, all right. But yeah, this will probably be another three, probably another three parter because there's a lot to cover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Camelon itself almost needs an entire episode. The, the climax itself almost needs an entire episode. We'll but. save the two episode books for the shorter, sloggy books. Yes, wait, you mean there's books in this series that people don't like? As it turns out. As it turns out. Oh, that, that never happens when an author kind of like lets the story go a little further than That it never has any consequences. In, in the quality of the writing or the story. Well, yeah, anyways. All right. That's it. Yeah, so this has been Acolytes of Merlin. We're your hosts, Johnny. And John. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.